a man whose voice you have heard quite regularly for many years on the CBS Sports Radio Lynchburg app and the Virginia Talk Radio Network through our broadcast of Westwood One's coverage of the NFL playoffs, some March Madness games here and there, and of course you're familiar with him as well for his TV work, Turner for the NBA, CBS for the NFL, and so much more. Kevin Harlan. We're glad to have him back in the fast lane. Kevin, a pleasure to be speaking with you in the midst of the last couple of weeks especially. How long has it taken you to thaw out from some of your chillier adventures during this NFL playoff season? Well, good to be on with you as well, Ed. And, uh, yeah, we had some cold games. It was minus 27 in Kansas City with the wind chill when they played the Dolphins. And then the next week, the Chiefs were up in Buffalo. We did that game, and it was about uh, five, six degrees at the wind chill on that night. But uh, survived that. I was actually in in uh, Santa Clara last week for the 49er Detroit game, and that was uh, that was pleasant. That was about 70 degrees, and it was a it was a, a nice game, certainly, and and much better conditions. So. Uh, now it's just indoors in Las Vegas that will finish up this NFL season, but it's certainly been a very interesting playoff season for sure. More noteworthy than any of that is Kevin Harlan, Westwood One broadcaster, and the voice of the Super Bowl that you'll hear on all of our Virginia Talk Radio Network spoken word formats on Super Bowl Sunday. More noteworthy than any of this, though, Kevin, is how much more credence does Olivia have now with toughness and the ability to endure because she's been outside in a lot of these challenging elements yeah our daughter olivia who is a sideline reporter for uh, was with espn for six years doing college football and her husband plays uh, overseas in the euro league and uh, professional basketball and their uh, little one and a half year old child they live in london so she's now with sky sports over there which is the espn equivalent uh, to um, uh, Europe, and uh, but she comes back every playoff season for Westwood One and CBS Radio and and broadcasts uh, the games. She did a couple playoff games. She was in Detroit when when they beat Tampa Bay, and she was uh, in Kansas City at Arrowhead on that minus twenty seven degree night with the wind that was it was it was painful is how cold it was. And but she survived, and and she's been in a lot of bad weather situations before covering games, college and pro, but uh, like she said in that broadcast, that was the fourth coldest game in the history of the National Football League, and uh, she can attest to it for sure, but she's, she's doing well. You're nice to ask about it. Thank you. Well, of course, and she does a great job, as you do in the entire Westwood One crew do when we carry those games like we will for the Super Bowl on our Virginia Talk Radio Network spoken word formats. Kevin, to the matchup itself, Kansas City first and foremost. Obviously, there have been a lot of impressive jobs. You make it to five Super Bowls. Uh, you've got that now. But is this the most impressive run of the Kansas City Chiefs era given what they don't have personnel-wise compared to prior years? Well, it's an interesting season. They've they've been kind of clunky on offense. They've they've ridden their defense to where they are right now, and they have uh, begun to peak at the right time. Uh, the core is still there. They've just had some 
some different parts they've had to work with. When you're paying a quarterback the kind of money the Chiefs are paying Patrick Mahomes and the kind of money they're paying uh, their defensive tackle, Chris Jones, and their tight end, Travis Kelsey, you know, you've got to be very, very smart and uh, adroit at handling your salary cap and finding players that can fit underneath that cap. And that has been a challenge for the Chiefs, but they've drafted exceptionally well, and they've relied on young players. And the first part, maybe even the first three quarters of the season, were spent trying to get these young players uh, up and acclimated to the NFL and to what it's like to play in that kind of offense or defense. And uh, they're no longer rookies because they've gone through a regular season, and now they've gone through uh, three postseason games in Kansas City, in Buffalo, and in Baltimore. And so these guys are now have a, have a veteran feel to them. They know, they know the paces. They know it's around every corner and around the bend, and it's starting to show. So they're getting better performances individually from younger players who are not answering the bell earlier on. Um, and and they've, they've begun to kind of hit their stride at the right time of the season. It's probably the most difficult thing to do to peak, and the Chiefs have been able to, in a season which has not been all that fantastic, although they still won 11 games. I mean, they were 11-6 and six and won the division, the AFC West, for an eighth consecutive year. Uh, they've begun to peak at the right time. And, and they're kind of hanging their hat on that. Everything is coming together. And they know they're not perfect, but none of these teams are that were in the playoffs. And the Niners would attest to that on the other side of the ball. But I think the Chiefs feel pretty good about what they bring to Las Vegas next weekend. More on the 49ers momentarily with Kevin Harlan, play-by-play broadcaster for Westwood One, also CBS and Turner. But for the sake of our chat, Westwood One, because we're carrying their coverage of the Super Bowl, a full-out extravaganza starting 2 p.m. Super Bowl Sunday on all Virginia Talk Radio Network spoken word formats. Kevin, how much you've been in meetings before with Andy Reid. How much of their success is attributable to something that might have pained Andy Reid at points in his career, and that is they're not relying on the pass nearly as much. They are more balanced, which means gasp for Andy Reid in some folks' corners at least. He's calling a lot of run plays, but it has gotten them wins. It has, and they've got a a terrific running back. He was just shy of 1,000 yards, but Isaiah Pacheco um, has been just tremendous and a good running game is a quarterback's best friend. And with young and somewhat unproven receivers, uh, they've had to rely on the second-year running back, Pacheco, and he is not disappointed. And they've relied a lot on Kelsey. They've hoped for the continued you know, advancement of Rashi Rice, who is their rookie wide receiver out of SMU, and he has been terrific um, and really uh, given them a spark along with Kelsey. And we know Pacheco can get the ball out of the field, out of the backfield, as can Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. So they've, they, they've been able slowly but surely to get some traction with some of these players. And I don't think Andy has ever not wanted to call a run game. He does uh, very, very well, but he just hasn't maybe not had the, the, the kind of talent back there to accent Mahomes, to make a difference in the offense, and to have an impact. 
Now he's got that running back. He's had him for two straight years, and that back was instrumental in their Super Bowl win last year. And if they're to win this year in, in 10 days in, in Las Vegas, they're going to need Isaiah Pacheco to be everything he has been this season, a hard running back to tackle, um, a very smart guy with pass blocking. He's a four-down, three-down running back, and that's huge in the NFL. Kevin Harlan with us here in the fast lane. We're touching on the Kansas City Chiefs. And before we shift over to their Super Bowl 58 opponent, the San Francisco 49ers, is it easier for you as a broadcaster on the radio with all the Taylor Swift mania knowing that there aren't really any camera shots of Taylor Swift that you have to comment on because, well, we're calling it in audio form, not in visual form? You know, it's um, it's a nice side story. I have no trouble with it. Uh, you know, it's, uh, it seems to be a genuine relationship, and I guess I'm all for that. And um, and if she brings a whole other segment, and it appears she has, to gain interest in the NFL, I think that's huge. And uh, the ratings reflect that, along with, I think, you know, more enhanced gambling opportunities and all the different apps you can you can gamble on plays and players and teams and everything else and, and that combination has proven to be kind of the perfect storm the, the the country can't get enough of the nfl it's not disappointing we have big name stars and terrific franchises competing we've got uh, the, the the side bar of taylor swift we've got the added interest that people are gaining in the nfl because of gambling and betting and uh, and all that has kind of come to this uh, place where we are right now ed with record ratings and just unbelievable viewership and it it's proven to be a, a, a fascinating look at where the NFL is right now they they can seemingly do no wrong and they're in a great spot in terms of the hype around this upcoming Super Bowl that we'll be carrying starting at 2 p.m. Super Bowl Sunday on all of our Virginia Talk Radio Network spoken word formats. As the broadcaster of the game itself, Kevin Harlan, is gracious enough to join us in the fast lane. Transitioning from Kansas City to San Francisco, Kevin, what advantage do the Chiefs maybe have over the 49ers given that Super Bowls are big in and of themselves? This one is in Las Vegas, which is on an entirely different level in terms of potential and distractions on many levels. Is that an advantage in a storyline that you expect to percolate or maybe not as much? You know, I, I don't know, Ed. Uh, both teams are going to stay about 25 to, to 35 minutes outside of Las Vegas at a at resorts, so uh, they're not going to have, I mean, I'm sure they're going to have a night or two during the week where they can go and enjoy Las Vegas because that's part of the whole story and certainly part of, of, of the reward and getting to the big game. You play in a, in a fun place, whether it's Miami or New Orleans or Las Vegas. So there, there's definitely a little bit of that, and they will, uh, you know, certainly enjoy that portion of it. So I, I guess I feel like like the only advantage that the Chiefs have is that they've got the confidence that they can win, as they did last year, and they won over San Francisco a couple years ago. San Francisco, I think, as an intangible, will have a little bit of a chip on the shoulder. A lot of the same players that were on that losing 49er team um, in Miami against the Chiefs in Super Bowl 54 are still on the team right now. Uh, both teams have terrific defenses. 
Both teams have uh, weapons at offense. We may have the two best tight ends in pro football. We've got uh, explosive running backs. Debo Samuel is certainly a handful because he can do so many things for the Niners. They've got a young quarterback who is all he's done is is answer every critic with wins and and an over four thousand yard passing season. And you know, I guess because you know, like Tom Brady before him, it was a sixth round pick, and this kid was a seventh round pick. You don't really notice them, think about them when they're drafted. You don't really take note when they're on the roster because there's usually a more established quarterback in that case. And, um, and, and all this kid has done is just proven that, that he does belong. He may not have the physical numbers and the intangibles that these scouts and pro personnel people look for, but Brock Purdy can still do a lot of things well, and, and the most important thing to do is win. I know that Kyle Shanahan would not be sticking with him if he didn't believe in what he's doing, and he's a great reflection of Shanahan ramping him up to be a quarterback in the NFL. I mean, he's taken the team to two straight NFC championship games, and if he weren't hurt last year, who knows what he would have done in Philadelphia, but he did win this year, and he came from behind to win. So where he may not wow you with his physical attributes and his long ball and his size or anything else, you know, he he has been a winner. And he certainly will have his hands full going up against Patrick Mahomes, who we know is the best quarterback in the NFL right now and uh, has been a two-time winner of the MVP at the Super Bowl level, has been a regular season MVP twice, um, and he has nothing to prove. But I do like uh, the the skill players probably a little bit more on the San Francisco side than the Kansas City side. And Samuel and Ayuk probably sway me in that direction. But I like the quarterback for the Chiefs a little bit more clearly over the the San Francisco quarterback. And so that makes me think about what the Chiefs can do on offense. So I think it's really even. And and I I dare say it's about as even a, a Super Bowl as I can recall. And uh, this will be my 14th in a row. Um, these two teams match up very, very well, and I am expecting nothing less than than a terrific Super Bowl 58. It makes for a fun game, Kevin. We look forward to hearing your call of it. Two o'clock airtime, Super Bowl Sunday on our Virginia Talk Radio Network spoken word format stations, Kevin. Always a pleasure when we can catch up with you in the fast lane. Thank you so much for carving time out in the midst of the crazy schedule the next couple of weeks, and stay sane with all the insanity that's out there in Las Vegas for the Super Bowl. We will do that, Ed. Always fun talking to you this time of year. Thank you uh, for having me on your program. I always enjoy it, and take care. Indeed, it's our pleasure. Kevin Harlan with us here in the fast lane. and uh, The point he brought up about Brock Purdy, two of them, one is you know, it is an interesting matchup because – Coach quarterback advantage, I mean, dude, Kansas City uh, has it, obviously, with Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. But the overall skill talent, especially on the roster, San Francisco, they've got more weapons that you trust. Kansas City has almost gone to a running game, and our guy Michael Lombardi had a great article up at vcin.com, but he had an article up about how, you know, almost in spite of what he wants to do, Andy Reid hates running the ball, but he hates losing more, so he's willing to run the ball to set up that offense to be able to win football games. And, and Andy Reid and Kansas City have done that. They've earned the benefit of the doubt. You know they know how to play in close games. They can win shootouts, defensive struggles. They've proven it all. 
Uh, but the other element to this that's fascinating is the Brock Purdy angle. Um, I, I've always thought he was a, an upper echelon quarterback in the NFL, and he got dinged in the MVP voting. I, I get why. He had a horrible game on Christmas as Lamar Jackson played very well and surpassed him and is expected to take over and win that particular award. But Brock Purdy showed himself in that NFC Championship game last week when he's dealing with a team that's down 17 and down by a couple of touchdowns and leading them back to a victory and being the key cog. That throw to huge check, the ability to evade rushers, to hang in there, I get it. There is a sector of people that wish Trey Lance had have won the job, even though he can't beat out Dak Prescott in Dallas and plenty of Cowboys fans bemoan how Prescott is great in the regular season but needs others to step up. In spite of all that, Brock Purdy has done this, and he took a step to asserting himself in the NFC Championship game, a step he could continue to take if he's able to get the Niners over the hump in the Super Bowl, as you'll hear at 2 p.m. Super Bowl Sunday on the CBS Sports Radio Lynchburg app and our spoken word platforms. That does it for us today. We're back tomorrow afternoon. Fast Lane Edling, where you listen to podcasts, Facebook, Twitter, Insta, and Trey Law VT on those platforms as well.